Hello, and welcome to Watch It, a podcast where three friends sit down to talk about a single TV series or a movie at a time. I'm your host, Luke Morgan, and joining me for these discussions today is my wingman, Conan. What's up? And my old war buddy, Griner. Hello there. So, today we'll be discussing episode two of the new Disney Plus original series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Episode two, boys, what do we think? To me, this was a massive improvement over the first episode. I um, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, like we we finally got to have the um the Bucky and Falcon banter buddy buddy comedy that we've been so waiting for. Um, and I think it was pretty reasonable in this episode. It was pretty good. Um, I enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed a lot about it. Without going too deep into it, I really enjoyed a lot about it. Yeah, Conan. Yeah, I'd agree. It it was a big improvement. They obviously had a lot more character in there. They. Uh, I really like that they sort of fleshed out, uh, was it US, op- US agent or like the new yeah. Captain America? They actually sort of, yeah. prov- they didn't just take that into the, the basic territory of he's a bad guy and he's, you know, he's corrupt or he's Hydra or something. They kind of, they made him a character straight up and I like that. I want to see where that goes. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed it. And obviously this is hot off the press. It's only just released tonight. So it's all fresh in our minds. So We'll get straight into it. So episode starts. It is the introduction to who this new Captain America is. He's not as goofy looking without the helmet on as he was at, at the end of the last episode. So it's our introduction to John Walker. We see him in the in the locker rooms. Uh, he has his, this conversation with his wife or his girlfriend um, about always wanting to, you know, sort of aspire to this and how he's looked up to Captain America. And we sort of get to see like who he is what he's done why he was chosen like why the government like him and everything like that what do we think of this intro conan yeah i thought this was a really solid way to start it um i like wyatt russell i think he's a he's a solid actor he's got that all-american legacy being kurt russell's kid um and he's i don't know whoa did not know that yeah he, he um yeah if you look at his jaw he's got a he's got a similar jaw frame so I just I think he's good. He hasn't really had a time to shine yet, and I'm hoping this is his. Um, but he's done some good things in the past. But this is a really solid way to sort of introduce him. Obviously, it's it paints him in a very American light, but not in a overly like in sort of a genuine way. Like he's a soldier. He's in his old, old schoolyard. He's um you know he's like he's in a football game. These are all like icons of Americana. Mm. And it's a good way. Like this guy is born and bred American. He's not um yeah he's not just like a, he's not a farce he's not doing this for the money or the thing like he does seem to really believe in this thing and i thought it was a really good way to to just disarm the your thoughts from episode one where you thinking this guy's just going to be the villain comes and goes no actually he's he could potentially be a third hero yeah griner yeah i was i was really surprised i i after the first episode i thought for sure he's going to be corrupt or he's going to have some secret that we that is really obvious and really revealed early on for us to know and not everyone else knows but he definitely seems like a genuinely nice dude pretty much in every scene that he comes up in, basically. And, yeah, this opening was, um, yeah, really good. All I, I agree, very all-American way to, to, to sort of introduce him. And um, I thought maybe he would be like, I don't know, have some sort of war crimes in his past or something like that, kind of that American <laughs> hero, but he doesn't seem to. Like, you know, he's rescuing hostages and all this sort of stuff they're talking about. So, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, it was interesting. And um, was I, did anyone else notice, like, this this episode seemed quite racially charged to me. Like, there's lots of race comes up. It has so far in the series a lot. And this this intro, like, all the dancers, all the people introducing him were were black, basically. Like, mm. he was he was the guy at the top, and there was all these. I don't know. It seemed interesting to me. 
like all the dancers, basically all the performers in the show before he came on were African American. Yeah, and he's and he's got his friend, obviously, like his his second in command, who's essentially his his falcon almost, right? Like he's yeah. got his 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 black wingman there, who's really supportive, and he seems to genuinely believe in this as well. So they are definitely mm-hmm. playing that, like trying to, I guess, divert that sense of white, like yeah, white America versus black America or something. It's like it's not they're trying to present it as not that simple, I think. Mm. And see, that's the thing. Like I know the the writer and director of the first episode last week. He said, like, the writing staff is 80% people of color. And he said it's very much, like, they're not hiding from it. This show will have a lot of racial undertones. It's addressing racial issues. Obviously, we'll get into it in this episode. There's a lot of it in this episode, I feel like. Um, that's actually something I didn't notice, though, with the introduction. Uh, it did, like, it was just this not typical American football field. Everyone just celebrating how American he is and he's doing basically what Captain America did in that first movie where he's signing signatures, kissing babies and posing for photos and everything like that. But yeah, I I didn't notice that that aspect of it, but that's interesting. And I don't think that would be um, for no reason at all. Yeah, so, nothing happens by accident, but yeah. yeah maybe I'm reading into it too much too. <laughs> so um, next we're straight into Bucky and Sam reuniting. So this is what you were saying last week. Even though you just keep saying, finally, we only did have one episode without them. But they get straight into it at the start of this episode. They're just like, boom, here I am. Why'd you why'd you give away the shield? You shouldn't have done that. Uh, there's a few Lord of the Rings Hobbit references, which I, I, I loved personally. <laughs> I especially loved that Bucky obviously read The Hobbit when it was first published because yeah, he was alive back then. Um, but we get them meeting each other, having a little conversation, tracking down these super soldiers and eventually leading into the big set piece uh, for the episode, what did we think of this whole introduction of them finally meeting and everything like that, Conan? I thought I really liked their dynamic start. Obviously, you, you know what you're expecting with them. Like they're just going to be at each other's cases. They're going to like they've got a really good back and forth. Sebastian Stan really does play Bucky. Like it's probably better than I was expecting. He's just a lot more sort of deadpan, and um, I don't know. He kind of he's got this weird thing where he's antagonistic, but he's also he's also just not. And it's like it's always Falcon who's the one sort of poking. It, it just feels really funny. Um, so yeah, I really like the way they came in. It seems I don't know how they oh they even the um sorry the the plane that they're on where he's like where's the parachute and he's just not answering him and sort of that like <laughs> leading up to I thought yeah. that was really cool. It's just like yeah. we don't really know how Bucky found him, but I didn't care too much. It's like it's cool that they're here and they got to it straight away. They didn't waste time. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, I'm glad they jumped straight into it. I um quite enjoyed them watching you know, the new Captain America getting introduced on TV and Bucky's yeah. apartment just having no furniture. I think that's like <laughs> appropriate as like, that's exactly what I think his apartment would look like. So yeah. I enjoyed that. And yeah, their banter, banter was really, really quite enjoyable. And I think that's what we've, what we've been hanging out for. And what, what exactly was his plan jumping out of that plane? It's just, I know I'm going to survive. So I might as well. I thought it was to catch the trees. Like, yeah, just, I thought, but it looked branch. like he was, he looked like he was just using his arm as a shield to just, smack his way through the trees to the ground which i don't think was a very smart plan but he's kind of indestructible so i do have some questions about the super soldiers in this should i save them or should we talk about it now um i reckon we'll save it depends on we'll get well we'll go into it because obviously we'll get now we'll segue into the actual set piece itself so did you like this set piece with the reveal of a few super soldiers wearing these masks and on the highway with the trucks and everything grana yeah i thought this like this is the big action set piece for this episode like we talked about last week like 
it feels like there might be one of these every week. And I, I quite enjoyed this one. Like I thought it had, had, it was a lot of fun. And even the moment when um, the shield swoops in and kind of saves the day, mm. I was like, well, Captain America's here. I'm like, wait, Captain America is here, but it's not the Captain America I'm expecting. <laughs> yeah. Like it just caught me off guard for a second. And I was like, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was like, it was a good reveal that there's, there's more than one super soldier. I like um I like the scene where uh, Bucky begrudgingly like hands him the shield during the fight. Like he catches <laughs> yeah. it and just hands it to him. He's like, oh, I don't like you. I don't like you at all. <laughs> I did like the segue, the whole segue into the battle where he's sort of sneaking in and Falcon's giving him shit. Like, well, look yeah. at you all stealthy. You went you went to Wakanda <laughs> and you came out the White Panther. <laughs> yeah, that's like, pretty white good. Wolf, actually, best, <laughs> best, best line. line of the best line of the episode. Yeah, um, no, I think it's one better. But we'll get to it. Conan, what did you think of this set piece? No, nah, I wasn't a fan. Um, I just think I think fight scenes on the roofs of moving things is really silly. Like, it's two people driving these trucks, and they're like, we better get here on the exact same thing and make sure we don't divert so they can have this. It just feels very staged. And every time I see that where they're, like, leaping across trucks and it's always they're always driving together, so there's never an issue with them, like, one truck just getting left behind, it always shits me. <laughs> So that just it's ruled definitely... out the whole scene for you? I like all like, the character moments. But even though I think the choreography in this wasn't that good, I think it was a lot more shaky cam. There was a lot more just like someone's leg there, someone's arm here, someone's body there. You know? Whereas in the first one, there was a, it was clearer in the first episode. In this one, I think they it just didn't feel as good. It felt first a lot more generic. Was, first one, he was in, in control, though. Like he was winning that scene hands down, whereas in this one... They kind of get their asses handed to them, but I get what you mean. I do. Like, shaky cam gets overused a lot these days, and it's it's very unfortunate. Mm. I, I feel like it's a fun scene. I like all the stuff with, like Grana said, Captain America showing up, um, his friends showing up and saving the day or trying to. And then you see, like, you know, he does do a few Captain America-like things. Like, he throws the shield to catch his friend, and that's, like, super cool, but then he gets his ass handed to him and kicked into a car like he's... Because he doesn't have that super strength, and he also pulls a gun. Yeah, pulls a gun yeah. to shoot at someone. Which, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, nails that shot too. Yeah, he did have a gun back in the day. In yeah, well, that was a world war. This isn't just yeah. some <laughs> some poor some poor kids. Um, and we have we have I do like uh, Falcon saving Bucky and taking him off to a cornfield and having a nice little roll in the grass and stuff like that, but. I did, I did enjoy the roll around. I never really felt like Bucky was in any danger. Like he literally just jumped out of a plane. Surely yeah. he can handle falling off of a moving truck. <laughs> it kind of um, it kind of kills the next scene then, doesn't it? Yeah, with that whole but plane the, scene. Because then there's a the part where he's they're wrestling and then Falcon appears and he's just like, oh, nice of you to join. And I'm like, two guys have got him and he's just talking casually. I'm like, no, there's no... Yeah, he's but not they are super soldiers though. Like, yeah, but, he, but again, he's... That's the thing. He's just like, hey, nice of you to join. If he was in danger, he shouldn't have time for funny quips. He he might not have thought he was in so much danger at that point, though. Like he might he didn't quite realize that all of them were super soldiers. I don't think. Yeah, and that, that girl took him by surprise when he who we thought was hostage. Took um, us all by surprise. Mm. So I was going to say, so we have Captain America obviously saving the day, and then we have this fun car ride back. Do we enjoy this little? Awkward car ride back. I, I do like where how he um they try to pull up to him and they start talking to him and uh, when a soldier says to Falcon, just keep just keep walking, just just keep going. <laughs> so they have to keep driving just to talk to them and have this little this banter. Um, Conan, what do you think of this? 
Yeah, this was this was the standout. Like this was what yeah. I've this is what I wanted. Like you know, this big action thing, and then it's just like the 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 rec- like the collection after that. It's like all right, we got to get back to the airfield, so we're gonna have to go on this. It's that classic story, right? It's like two guys who don't like each other have to road trip across whatever to, mm-hmm. and they solve their differences on the way. Obviously, they're not gonna do that in one episode, but it was it was fun. And the car trip, and then you've got like three tensions because you've got Bucky versus Falcon versus Captain America, and so like no one's really on the same side. Mm-hmm. This whole scene was really good, I think. I do like um like he's like I'm Battlestar. He's like Battlestar. <laughs> All right, stop the car. I'm off. I'm off this trip. <laughs> Griner, what do you think? It was good. Yeah, I, I did enjoy this, and it had some of the best dialogue. And this is where I think that they had the best line where Cap's like trying to convince Falcon, "Come on, join me. Be by my side." And and Falcon's like, "It's always that last line." He's like, "I don't want to be to the side." Yeah. Like, I just thought that was really nice and subtle. I enjoyed it anyway. Cracked me up when he was like, you know, you you were Captain America's wingman. You could be my wingman. And yeah, he's like, it's always that last line. Um, So then we have, uh, so we see the group of super soldiers getting taken in by some civilians and they have this little bunker set up for them to respite in. Uh, And we find out they're sort of popular amongst the people and they're gaining popularity, like sort of this underground faction. Uh, like a world without borders, as they've said before. Um, Conan, what did we think of this? So, shout out to chicken livers because chicken livers don't get used enough <laughs> recipes. And I was like, fantastic! I'm glad seeing someone's cooking with them. What is this group's result exactly? Or their their goal? So they want to they want to create a world with the same lawlessness of during the blip, or I think well during the blip there wasn't like all these countries like and all these governments were in power i feel like it was just a kind of a free-for-all like a world without borders it was just the, the survivors left surviving so it was just anarchy essentially like it's a lawless sort of place yeah but i don't yeah. think it was though like that's not the impression we get from what ant-man ant-man 2 i think is like the only film really set there but like it oh and yeah but it like there's it's not lawless in that movie by any means well then, yeah. So that's I'm trying to figure out what it is they because in this she briefly says, I think the quote's like they they care more about the people who return than the people who were always here, mm. and I'm not really sure what that means. Like, is she so, upset that? Yeah, there is this there is this uh, I don't know this group that is looking after all the people that return to the earth, trying to to reestablish them, yeah, repatriate them, right? Um, and so I guess she feels like they're people who have returned are getting, you know, a leg up. Where's the leg up for all the people that had to deal with everyone going all this stuff for five years? Which is kind of interesting because the whole thing last week was about, oh, well, you've just came back, you disappeared for five years. It's kind of difficult to help you, like financially at the bank and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was my thing. That's what I thought from that. So this seems kind of contradictory. She's like, they're getting all this help, but we've just seen that they weren't getting help. So I'm not really sure. I think that. maybe she's, she's they're extremists. Not, yeah. yeah, she's yeah. not actually. It's like the people. Yeah, I don't know. There's I a lot think... of that. There's a lot of that that goes around when people who are less well off get a handout. I mean, there's often people who are doing okay. Like, why don't I get a handout? Mm. When really, well, like a real world race. It's probably not. It's not. Yeah, it's not actually as good as they think it is. Falcon said. Falcon had that line last week where he says. Where one group um, is benefiting, it usually means it's taking something from another group. It's true. He did say that last week, but I feel like this group must have somehow been profiteering off the whole incident, like in this post-world blip, so they don't want it to go back to 
how it was before. I don't feel like it's just an innocent. They're having this great I, lawless thing, or I don't know. Like they're supposedly stealing medicine to give it to like people who need it. Like they they call mm. them Robin Hood. Like I don't. I don't know. True. They mm. they're definitely very sympathetic bad guys. If anything, yeah. I hope it would. I feel it'd be frustrating if they um if it becomes just that where they like we were. We were doing illegal stuff during the blip and we can't do that anymore. That would really make them a, a pretty crappy villain. Whereas if yeah. they are actually taking medicine to help the sick, that would be a pretty... That, again, that complicates the waters, right? Where it's like you can't yeah. just stop these guys because they're doing good. Yeah, and like obviously a group that Captain America himself would probably try and help. Hmm. Like old Captain America. Um, then we have... So Bucky introduces Sam to Isaiah, an old friend of his, we'll call him. Um, so we have this scene, and then we have the scene of the cops pulling them up, uh, which has some not-so-subtle undertones to it. Um, what did we think of this whole scene and Isaiah and Bucky like meeting him and going through their backstory together, Griner? I Can someone explain to me why Falcon was so upset about there being a black super soldier? I don't... I just... He, at the end, he was... There was a black super soldier here all this time. I don't understand what he's what he was going for. I think well, most people just thought it was Captain America was it with this whole thing, and then there's was Winter Soldier, and then in Civil War we found out there was these other ones that they had been working on as well. I don't know. I guess it's he was very taken aback by it, and obviously mm. very hostile about it. It could just be I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird, Conan. What do you think? I th- I really like this, and I think it kind of it adds into his whole um, like it adds into Falcon's wrestling with this legacy, where Captain America was always this sort of detached thing from him. He was this he was this white exemplar of America, and so to see someone who was because in the comics Isaiah Bradley is is a black Captain America in um, one of the the timelines, and so by having that, it was a really cool way to sort of include that I think and add that character in, and that kind of complicates Falcon's uh, I guess his his I know almost his guilt with it, where he's like, there could have been a black Captain America. So this isn't something that's reserved for them. And I think in mm. a way, that's kind of how he's, that's how he sort of viewed his journey here. Like the reason why he didn't take the shield I, in part is because he sees it as something that a black man can't do. And not even as like, a, oh no, I can't do that. I'm I'm not worthy. More of just like, I think it's wrapped up in his, you know, like his, the, the generations of inequality and injustice in his his entire history. And so by mm. seeing this guy who is essentially Captain America, but black, I think was really like, wow, that actually could have been. And so that's sort of then challenging him being like, maybe I should have done this because they can exist. Yeah. Yeah, that and is interesting. Yeah. And the same way Isaiah, he says he was like, he was in prison for 30 years. That again, like, brings up like, well, Steve Rogers was out and was a great guy and, yeah. you know, was a hero. Whereas the exact yep. same person, but black was a prisoner. Like that's going to piss anyone off. Yeah, and he got sent to jail for 30 years, mm. which is crazy, you know, and, like, I think it was a pretty powerful scene, like, how angry he was, obviously. And I don't understand why, because it seemed like he was sent by the government to take down Bucky when he was, like, at the point, the peak of his Hydra phase and doing assassination missions for Hydra, is that correct? Yeah, that's that's what, they, that's what he implied. Dropped him behind enemy lines to and then to go take out Bucky. Like sent to jail because he was captured and probably behind enemy lines. Yeah, yeah, no. So I I think Conan's right with that whole angle from 
Falcon, and I do think that's why he gave it up is this whole perspective of not maybe how he feels, but how he feels like society and America in general view that Captain America mantle and mm-hmm. that sort of judgment and everything that would come from there. Um, so obviously we get them getting arrested on the street uh, because Bucky's missed therapy session. So I think that just shows how important therapy is. Don't miss your therapy. Yep. Uh, what did we think of that? Obviously there's some racial undertones there. It was yeah, it was very on the nose. Like it was yeah. it, it's kind of necessary for these things to sort of drive it home, be like, look how bad this is. But um like obviously and they need it as a plot device to be like, we need to get them into therapy and we need to have the rest that happens. Yeah. But it did yeah, it felt a little bit like I've seen this in every sort of racially it, charged story. It wasn't subtle. It was very no, on the But on on by the same token, it, it does seem to be something that happens every day so unfortunately as sad as it is like it's based on something that really happens so it's worth telling i guess so yeah Hmm. did we um did we enjoy the joint therapy session (laughs) yeah i I thought it was fun i thought it was fun i I liked um i like captain america coming in the beginnings being like his things turned over and she's like on whose order he's like uh my order and kind of this 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 like splinter of like power that could become his undoing where he's like, he knows what he's got to do. And he's like, I can actually, I'll turn this over and get Bucky out. Cause I need him. He's like, okay, that's cool. That maybe that could go to his head. But then therapy is great. Like when they're trying to interlock legs and they're trying to figure out how to get close. <laughs> like, that was really funny. We can't get closer. Do you want to, do you want to go left or right? That's okay. <laughs> I just, I just enjoyed, enjoyed Falcon being like, yeah, you're going to really enjoy staring, aren't you? Cause the whole time he's just like, stop staring. Yeah, so <laughs> I, don't know, I thought that was a lot of fun. And when he's all just like, yeah, thanks, Doc. This is a good exercise. I can't wait. Um, you know, it was fun. Obviously, there's we we do get that comment from Winter Soldier during this therapy session about, well, if Cap was wrong about you, then he he was wrong about me. What do we think of that, Grana? Yeah, I think that really drives home that theme of of um, the legacy that Captain America has left behind, like, and how these these guys, a lot of who they are, are shaped by what you know, what Steve Rogers thought of them. And um, do we feel like that's just obviously that Cap saw that Winter Soldier can come back from what he's done and be like a contributing member of society again? Because it was kind of surprising to me that he has this doubt of what Cap thought of him because obviously they've been friends their entire life together and have been brothers throughout this. So he's that... Yeah, but the the big thing was that Cap believed that he could be saved and that he would, you know... Yeah. He could be reformed, I guess. Conan? Yeah, I wasn't a, I don't know, I wasn't a huge fan of that sort of reveal because I felt like that was kind of his no. Like, I don't know if it's even necessary for his development. I, I feel like it would have been better if this remained sort of an unspoken fact throughout the series. They're definitely spelling it out. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't like those moments where it's like, "Why are you like this?" And he's like, "Oh, oh I'm like this because of this." And it's like, "Yeah, that's that's literally the character's motivation on the planning sheet." I don't like the fact that they put it in a single sentence, but that's that's Bucky's motivation for this entire season. Yeah. Um, I didn't have it written down, but we do have this uh, small scene of them loading their supplies, uh, the super soldiers, onto this aeroplane. One of them deciding to stay behind and, you know, hold them off so they can get away. Um, any comments to make about this, or do we move on? He did a pretty crappy job. Or he just pushes a pole down and gets shot. They got away though, but I feel like he could have just pushed the pole down and then ran at yeah, super exactly. speed to the plane and got away with. Them. I mean, 
So, like, he saved them, like, 20 seconds with that. But I think they're, they're just trying to show, like, this is the dedication to this cause, right? Like, So, I wasn't sure, Conan, when you said earlier that you wanted to have this conversation about the super soldiers. Yeah. What when it came down to this, well, like, how super strong are they? He got taken down pretty quickly. Is it like, well, maybe like, Bucky should have just had a gun and he could have taken them all out? Or So, here, yeah, here's my thing. So, I guess for starters... Like, what are their powers? So Steve Rogers, obviously, he's not bulletproof. He was very strong, but, like, he wasn't crazy crazy. Like, you've seen all the Captain America films. He does these feats of strength, but he does struggle for them. Like, when he holds a helicopter and you can see his muscles tearing apart. Whereas this guy just pushes this pole down with relative ease. I think Steve could have done the same. Like, he, Steve rips apart that log at the, um, you know, yeah, when they're all hiding out, like... <laughs> He he's got this. Oh, he's got super point. strength. I don't know. It's um, but yeah, they're definitely not bulletproof. And like, yeah, we've we've seen that time and time again. Like they they'll take a beating, and that shield is doing a lot of work for Captain America to keep him safe. Mm. Yeah, but then even okay, even when Bucky falls out of the plane and lands, like how does he? So how does he just get up back up and start fighting? Like, <laughs> I see that scene doesn't make much sense to me. But anyway, obviously they establish he's only like. 200 meters or less than 200 meters above ground. It's a still a big fall from the <laughs> still, plane. Yeah, like, still I was very it. surprised because I'm like, obviously Captain America jumps out of a plane in the first one. He has the shield low, but obviously gravity, if you're just falling with that shield and you land on that shield, you should pretty, you should probably be dead. Yeah, vibranium's laws, you would like bounce back up. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, something's going to go bad. I was, I, it caught me off guard when Bucky jumped out of the plane to just jump yeah. out of it and land on the ground. I was like, I didn't think that was one of his character strengths. But Yeah, that's my thing. I, I want to see the rules laid out. I don't want this to be like super soldiers can do this, like, like magic in a fantasy where it's like, ah, the super soldier serum also lets me do this ability. And it's like, and, you know, just like conveniently popping up at times. Yeah, it, it, these sorts of superhero stories are a lot more fun when the rules are very clear. I, I find. So. Yeah, I guess he just—they yeah. did show that he used the vibranium arm as most of the deflection, but yeah, yeah. I can like I can understand if he could grab like I think he was trying to grab a tree as he sort of went down. I could sort of see that working. It's still yeah. real stupid, but <laughs> yeah. But he if didn't he really pull tree, that. Would have been fine, but yeah. But I guess it's um, the whole joke, right? Yeah, I guess I'll just before we um wrap up with the the final scene of the episode, um we didn't really talk about the whole interaction with Red Wing, and it he died. Red Wing Red Wing died. Bucky didn't get to kill him, which he was, was like I've always wanted to, to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Was that meant to be an emotional moment? Uh, I just the the drone it, was like a it hit it me could, for a second because he's been in all of the movies with Falcon, but he doesn't it, do anything. Well, he, no, he does everything they need him to when they need him to. Like, he can see through walls. You got it. <laughs> got Want him but, to shoot down this helicopter? You got it. Yeah. But granted, like he said last week, unless he's going bleep, bleep, bleep and has charming little screams, like there's no connection. That's, that's why we like R2-D2. Yeah. Red Wing literally does nothing except just appears. Yeah, he, he needed something much, does he? No, if he had like funny little windscreen wipers for eyebrows or something, that would have been cool. Mm. But that never happened. Little eyebrows. Like, yeah, exactly. Something, I'm uh, yeah, something, now. something fun and emotive. Or yeah. a, Brit- a British voice, like like Iron Man's suit. like Charming and lovable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So the episode finishes off, uh, obviously, Captain America gets them out of prison, uh, out of jail, Um. tries to recruit them again, 
fails because they say, you know, you guys have these rules and regulations you need approvals for and everything like that. We're sort of off the book free agents, so we can't work together. Um, then Captain America gives them the warning, well, then stay the hell out of my way. Is this setting the tone for him to sort of become a villainish, or what do we think? It's totally setting the tone for them to become adversaries. Mm. Whether he's wholly a bad guy or not, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I think it'll definitely more make uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier the outlaws out of the government sort of. Could hide. be, yeah. Conan? Yeah, it's going it's going to retread that territory of um, civil war. I think where it's like, yeah, the Captain America arc is the yeah the rebels. They're the the law says no, but we got to do what's right, and it's going to go down that path for sure. Um, I do again. I really hope that Captain America doesn't just go down this path of like, and I don't think he will. At least from what they've laid out, he's not going to just be like. I have to go and just kill all the enemies of America because I'm America, man. I think there will be more of like, mm. he's honestly doing everything that's right by all the laws, the same way that Iron Man was doing the right thing by the law. And so mm. where that conflict goes, if it's retrodden or if it's fresh, who knows? He's going to have that D&D lawful good alignment. That's what it's going to be. And everyone loves a lawful good. Against, against the chaotic good, right? <laughs> we don't want to lose all our listeners with this nerd talk. Um, <laughs> I think the chaotic neutral. The episode finishes right. with the reveal we're off to see Baron Zemo. Uh, what did we think of this? And are we excited for next week to finally see them meet up with him again? I completely forgot Daniel Brewer's had a character in these things. Yeah, I, don't, I couldn't like, remember who he was either. Yeah. That reveal oh, meant nothing really? to me. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> Sorry. Zemo's, Zemo's, I feel like, one of the better villains of the whole MCU in Civil War. He accomplishes his goal. I really liked him in Civil War. Yeah, that's true, I guess. He does break I, up the Avengers. I like Daniel Brewer, so I'm, called, I'm keen to see what he does. But um, mm. when I saw him, like, I had to go back and check, and I was like, oh, he was, yeah, he's that's sort of the villain in that. But again, he was like a villain in a film that wasn't about the villain, so. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll I thought he had a big impact in Civil War. I really enjoyed his scenes in Civil War. I need he's to a watch great Civil actor. War again. He's a great actor. Yeah, he is a great actor. Yeah. Um. Well, that was that's the episode. Uh, overall, obviously, you guys said at the start you thought it was an improvement on last week. Yep. I yeah, we just got that. We got that character. We got the the banter between Bucky and Falcon. It was a lot funnier. Like I, I do, like it was a lot. Yeah, that buddy cop vibe this week. Um, yep. Did you enjoy the set piece this week more than last week's one? Obviously, Conan, you don't. <laughs> Not at all. Griner? I think I think I did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, same. Same. I th- Felt like last week's one was a bit too generic and just standard. Well, this one had a bit of that witty banter. It didn't have Torres; it had Winter Soldier there, and you had Captain America's dynamic as well. So I'm not defending Torres at all. Right? No, I'm not. <laughs> Which I'll touch on just a last thing before we get there. Do we think Torres is good, or do we think he's? I feel like when you watch the previously on and watching last week, and I did have this thought last week watching the first episode. I feel like he kind of sympathizes with this whole World Without Borders group. I feel like he can kind of understand where they're coming from. He says, like, you can sort of see, like, the idea that they're coming from. Do we feel like he's... Yeah, sort of... but I think I think even we're supposed to sympathize with them too, right? Like, everybody's supposed to sympathize with them. It's just that possibly the, the way they're going about it, it's not right. Mm-hmm. Like, if, can... you just, if you're just talking about their aims on paper, then maybe they're not so bad. Yeah, but... Mm. And they're robbing banks and kicking people's heads in. Robin Hood. 
Look, banks, <laughs> banks are also the great evil in all countries. So, yeah. true heroes, true heroes. Well, that's that's another episode in the books. Uh, thank you for listening. You can join us next week as we review episode three. Uh, or if you want more of us, this is actually a spin-off of our usual podcast, The Good, The Bad, and The Worst, where we review and rank movie trilogies. You can find us on all major podcast providers and on social media at Good, Bad, Worst Pod. Give it a listen and subscribe if you like, and we'll see you next week.